0: CenterLeftTalkRadio.com. Of course, when you get to uh, the homepage of our website, uh, where you wind up when you hit that link, www.CenterLeftTalkRadio.com, there are then two additional links there. The first takes you to our um, podcast feed. That feed uh, would have this show, the show you're listening to, uh, at the very top of the list. And simultaneously, that show is appearing, it is running as a radio loop. Oh, why, that's the name of the second link on the page, Radio Loop. And what that is, uh, is exactly what the name suggests. It is a show running in a loop. You you hit the link, you pick up the show, wherever it happens to be in that loop, not unlike the way you would uh, tune in a radio show, any other talk show that you were bringing in by uh, radio-ish means or any other means the show is running in a loop or it's running as a podcast your call we make it available to you uh, and we will continue to here on center left radio it is the 16th of september we are past the ides we are well into the beginning of what i think even though even though you know the 21st is i guess the is it the meteorological? I mean, there, there are all sorts of names for different points in the month and how they relate to the change of seasons. I was always taught as a kid the 21st of the month was the point where uh, at the equinox where there is literally, or should be, I, I don't know if it actually is literally, equal amounts of day and night, darkness and light. Uh, on the planet, or at least in our part of the planet, uh, on that particular day. So it should be 12 and 12, and in the course of the year, uh, six hours are lost or gained uh, because of the fact that the earth is tilted at a 23.5 degree uh, angle away from or pointing towards the sun, depending on where it is in the course of the year, in its Rotation around the sun, and then the moon rotates around the Earth and keeps it. Blah blah blah, and all that. So, so on on the one hand, we're approaching the uh, autumnal equinox. We have passed the meteorological, I'm I'm told, start of fall. That was on the first of September. The full month is declared meteorological. And, of course, if you happen to be a kid in school, uh, fall begins on the Wednesday or Thursday after Labor Day when you go back to class. That's Well, if you're a, if you're a kid in, in most of the northern public and private schools, uh, on the grammar school and even on the high school level, that's, that's when school starts up again. And you know it locally here where we are, Uh, Because of the fact that buses, the the big yellow buses, orange, yellow, whatever, if you want to how precisely you want to define the color, they are running through the streets once again. And what for several months during the summer uh, is a very easy commute in the morning if you happen to want to drive down to the train station to catch Metro North into the city, um that suddenly becomes uh, a, a matter of planning and figuring and taking extra time and knowing there'll be delays and trying to figure out the bus routes around your particular location here where we're located, knowing that you can you can fairly well depend on them to be at a certain place at a certain time, and therefore you plan your certain place and certain time in your driving schedule around theirs. It works, it doesn't. It's just a sign of the fall. And, of course, the other sign of the fall, every two years, every every even year, uh, is either a, a midterm election or a presidential election in this country. And we are clearly well into the midterm uh, version of that right now. And you can tell that's the case because of the political ads that are on air. Uh, but... It's different this time, and it's different for all the reasons we've been talking about uh, of late on the show. And what, what is what is what shouldn't be uh, the, the 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 overarching, overwhelming factor here. Certainly not at this point. It shouldn't necessarily have to be Donald, but Donald because of his absolutely uh, transparently gossamer thin skin and 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 fragile to the point of needing every kind of prop and support and and wheeled vehicle and and lifting mechanism ego to keep him going cannot help himself he he for, for all the lack of mental things that he has, he does have an extra gift that was given. His compensatory mechanism is to have a mouth and an ability to shoot it off uh, incessantly and, and venomously and accusatively and to get people to listen to him. He's used to being heard and listened to even when it's in his worst interest. And so what we have right now is Donald injecting himself into a process, and we've said this any number of times, where it should be in this environment with the presidency, the House, and the Senate all being held, granted the, 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 the Senate by a razor rais- by, a, by a hair, and the House by not much of margins. It should be a slam dunk in the midterms for the opposing party, the non-presidential party, the Republicans, to go ahead and take both the House and Senate. This this is standard political wisdom in the United States. It just happens this way. And the onus, therefore, is on the, the party in power, the Democrats, to get as much done in the first two years... Uh, of, of a new presidential term, Biden's term in this case, as they possibly can under the supposition that there's going to be, the br- br- breaks will be put on, and if the Republicans perform as they have for the last 20 years or more, it'll be basically a question of doing nothing within the House or Senate, or doing stuff that's so garbagey and so one-sided and so utterly political that the president, Biden, is simply forced to take out the veto pen and veto things over and over and over. This is what happened with with Barack Obama. It It happened with Bill Clinton. Uh, it, it's, it's a standard thing, and the Republicans have become famous for basically looking to create nothing but wedge issues by whatever it is they pass within either, within either a chamber of the Congress. The stuff that is just offensive, and, and these days more and more offensive to a majority of the country. So, if the Republicans were to have both the House and the Senate going forward, I could easily see a situation where Mitch McConnell, once again as Majority Leader of the Senate, basically says, no, no, we're, not go- we're going to bypass the standard uh, rule on, on filibustering, we're, go- we're going to go past the supermajority rule, we're going to forget that that's necessary, in this instance, and we're going to vote on an abortion rights or an abortion ban bill, uh, if, if you took something akin to what Lindsey Graham put out the other day, and basically shove that through the Congress. we'll shove it through the... We'll th- the Congress would pass it. The Senate would then pass it. Uh, it, it they would ignore the 60-vote requirement situation, and they would essentially... Um, have themselves in a position where they would be pandering to a very small minority of the American people, but in the belief that this is what they have to do in order to retain power, or the perception that that power is basically demonstrated by being nasty, mean, and ugly, and kicking everybody in the face as hard as you can. I could see something like that. And then, of course, Joe Biden would simply veto their efforts, but they would play it up huge and and go strong and everything else. That's possibly what they would have in mind or what they would assumed, or would have assumed would have been the case after the election coming up. But that's not going to be the case. Uh, It certainly doesn't seem as though the Senate will be theirs, and there is increasing evidence that the House won't be theirs either. Simply because Donald has injected himself in the process, made certain that the most outrageous of candidates are the ones who are ultimately winning in the primaries, there's something like 27 states, that's the last number I saw, where there are out and out election deniers, people who claim that Donald Trump won that Joe Biden lost, that are on the ballot, many of them for uh, congressional or senatorial uh, positions and, and and this is I again you, you could say crazy as many times as you want to say it, but they're there and they're there primarily because Donald can't, let it go donald has a capacity for lying that that defies reason it defies the reason of most people his capacity to sustain a lie is is unbridled most people would give up after a while on the claim of winning the election after every proof on earth has been shown to discredit and prove you to be a liar but Donald can't let go and and because he can't get let go he pushes all the harder he is in essence a he is a vehicle with Only an accelerator, no brake and no steering wheel. And all he can do is push harder on the accelerator. He can't slow it down. He can't stop his mind, he can't stop his mouth. He must basically demonize, villainize, and cause division and rift. It's the only way he he can compensate for the blackness that is his soul. Now now he's taking this, of course, and, and this was going to happen, but we're going to the next level with this as the walls are closing in on him. The the the, the lowest hanging fruit for of the many, many criminal cases that are developing against him and his Confederates. Everything from January 6th to the very specific activities in the state of Georgia trying to throw the election there. Of course, to the hold, to the seizure and holding of documents, a super high classification down in like Well, the lowest hanging fruit of all of that and, and, his, and of course, his financial activities, uh, the fact that he basically used a lie to raise something in the area of a quarter billion dollars that was supposed to be used in... Uh, legal fees to to basically give him the election to overturn the election total lie. There's a total there's a total criminal <laughs> indictment sitting behind that one, but the lowest hanging fruit for the Department of Justice is of course the activities involved with whole, seizing, holding, maintaining, improperly storing, casually leaving in a basement for all to see top-secret document compartmentalized stuff that basically could affect the national interests of the United States. That getting him on that—it's all there already. It's a slam dunk. We've heard this from anyone from Chris Christie. You've heard it from from uh, what was his name? You—that that the, the, the the ultra uh, crazy type attorney uh, John You—and then and then even from no, no less no less a criminal himself than Bill Barr, a perverter of the Justice Department. I think, in an effort to sort of self- rehabilitate in some way, I would say Chris Christie's on the same path. They're, they're all they were all taken in and all just you know, open their hearts and minds, if you will, to, to Donald Trump and are finding ways little by little to pull themselves back. But no one can quite do it completely yet because he still has the Republican Party enthralled with him. They are all stuck in this area of fear and and self-denigration. They are stuck having to basically demean themselves. They are are basically ridding themselves of anything that, that would even be misconstrued as dignity in their lives to continue clutching at this guy. And once you give up dignity... Uh, and, and and I speak and I and I say this generally, um, you are you open yourself to doing things once you have no self of self no sense of self respect, once you realize what you are capable of doing out of fear, out of loathing, out of whatever what that, the, the most negative feelings in your soul, once you give vent to that and you lose all sense of of human dignity about yourself and lack of empathy for others. Once you remove that in your life, it is amazing what you can actually allow yourself to do, How how far down the rabbit hole you can run. And Donald is the ultimate, ultimate example of that. He is a warped personality, with a clinically uh, bizarre uh, behavior pattern. It's the most apparent thing in the world. And he is, he is just, he hits the, he sees the rabbit hole, dives in, and the accelerator literally goes down to the metal. This is what he's about, and he's got a whole bunch of people who somehow, and we could, we could track this out, you could track it out as a psychological treatise, you could go ahead and, and run this any number of ways, but they are running after him at full cliff. They now, minus their self-dignity, their humanity, are willing to do anything to basically try to assuage the ugliness that they're feeling about themselves, but the only thing they can do is to basically amplify him or resonate off of Donald. It's it's a it's a resonance loop that they're living in, and you would you would imagine. I mean, and I, I'm sure you've said it. I've I've thought this. Well, wait a minute, just look at what the guy's doing. Step back, step away from the ugliness and just say, no, I, I can't do that. This isn't me, unless, unless it always was, unless Donald is representative of sort of this residual or 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 underlying or fundamental mental and spiritual state of decay that is actually oh, that has that has that possesses a substantial percentage of the Republican Party. Now, now that, that I, I would prefer. Not to imagine that. I would prefer not to think that there is a form of really profound mental illness that is actually the, a prime characteristic of current Republicans. That this is not just some uh, accidental or unfortunate twist. Away from more decent stuff, they're better angels, and that what Donald is releasing in these people is basically the mirror image of himself that is already there, that he recognized that mirror image in these people way back in 2015 when he started running this whole damn thing with the whole uh, birtherism and everything else and he knew that he could tap into something not that would be outside the realm of the people that he was trying to attract, the Republicans. He saw it there. He recognized Donald, the Donald in these people. And that's a scary, scary damned thought that that Donald-ness is something that was there within the Republican Party. Yes, there, there there has been a, uh, excessive a twisting of conservative values, a a a real mangling of what it meant to be a conservative or a Republican. No one even says republic. It's conservative seems to be all that's left at this point. There are no moderate Republicans to be found. I mean, they used to point to Susan Collins as a moderate Republican, but she's allowed herself to basically. Uh, Trumpify her positions, if not her rhetoric specifically, you you have to really get concerned about the mental state of this country, and 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 when you see and hear uh, the type of things that we're hearing of late, and this is especially about around the Mar a Lago situation, you you become all the more aware of how scary this could be for the country. First, I mean, I'm, there are three, three main events, I think, that, that basically define where, where, my, where my thought pattern is on this. There was information released in the last two days that suggested that where where's already national the national security has already said that the single greatest threat to the United States is homegrown racist based terrorist native Terrorism that basically is coming from a white supremacy orientation. That is the single greatest threat. It, not Al Qaeda anymore. Not any more of uh, any of the other. Uh, you know, not 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 some is super Islamic crazies or something. No, no, no. Us. We have seen the enemy, and it is us. Said Pogo. Uh, that was re-emphasized the other day. Now. Add to that, this little—I uh, don't know if you want to call it a, a diversion, a bump in the road—but a, a another judge, a, a Trump-appointed judge, a judge Aileen Cannon uh, in in southern Southern Florida, was approached by. Uh, the Trump legal team—that—that—that—that's—that's that's almost an oxymoron right now. Uh, whatever, whoever wants to work for Trump as an attorney, uh, there aren't many people who are willing to destroy their careers, or basic, or basically don't imagine they have much of a career. So makes make hay while the sun shines. But then again, Donald doesn't pay his lawyers. And, and it was clear during everything uh, concerning the seizure of these documents that these people didn't have, A, a leg to stand on, B, a legal theory of anything, C, the capacity to express it sufficiently and effectively. They simply, in any documentation they put out, they would put out all of these words about you know executive privilege and everything else, but then never once claim... Well, they claim executive privilege. There's no such thing as executive privilege for a former chief executive. The executive privilege over the documentation is a non-existent claim. That claim has no force or strength whatsoever. It's in every legal treatise, every law, every statement, every tradition, every practice of this nation. Once a president leaves office, the documentation that he generated, even if he generated it with his own hand, is not his. Unless it is of that, of a totally, 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 totally personal, accidental nature, uh, anything involving the United States is the custody. It goes into the custody of basically the United States, of, of, the, uh, uh, of the record. It, it is a record of the United States. The archives gets it. And all the stuff that was seized at Mar-a-Lago clearly, absolutely falls into this category with a few exceptions, personal passports and a few other things, all of which has already been returned back to Trump. They know this. But they went ahead... And the only avenue open to them, of course, is delay. This is, this is what Trump does forever. This is how Trump has been able to outweigh his opponents in the past and ultimately demand, get settlement, usually in civil cases, and find a way to not have to face the consequences of his actions. And so that's what they're doing. And asking for a special master... Is a delay tactic. But Eileen Cannon being a direct appointee of Trump and wishing to prove, and I'm and I'm sorry to say it this directly, but wishing to prove that she is a full-blown acolyte of the Donald, that she is a Trump bought and paid for judge. Yes, I've just said that, went ahead initially and first of all granted the um Granted the the, the request for a special master, no need for a special master, the FBI's own internal unit, which is charged with basically segregating out documentation, which would have either attorney-client privilege, or if there were any under the circumstances, but there's not, executive privilege covering it. That's been done already. The only thing that her basic order does is slow down any type of criminal procedures that the FBI FBI could continue. In other words, they couldn't bring an indictment right now based on this material because the material is going to be re-reviewed. And the implication of this is obvious. It's saying that the FBI is not capable of objectively reviewing information with units of people who are specifically, technically trained and tasked to make these determinations, and if their determinations are anything less than accurate. Those determinations can be challenged up and down the wall in a trial-related situation. But you give the FBI the benefit of the doubt. Nope, not Aileen Cannon. No, no, because Donald, well, Donald wants it a different way. Donald wants to delay. So what, is, what, has, what has her recently elevated eminence, Aileen Cannon, done in a second ruling that came out? The, the Justice Department challenged her first ruling, blah, 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 and said straight up, look, uh, you know, you could can, can throw a special master in here, but if you're going to keep us from utilizing these documents for ongoing re, re, review and examination and p- potential criminal uh, referrals uh, or re, re, criminal activity, this is so far outside the realm of practice, so far out the, outside the realm of history, it's a total misreading of what the statutory authorization is that the FBI has. We will challenge this. And what does Cannon come back with? God bless her Trump sucking up genes. Uh, God bless what's ever left of her brain and soul. God bless wherever her legal mind is. She's got to know better than what she has ruled. She has ruled, nope, we're going with the special master and FBI, you are prohibited from utilizing these documents in any further criminal Utilization. Way. Oh, and by the way, now wait a minute. You, you you can still look at them and make determinations about whether or not the stuff in that document was was basically uh, uh, misutilized. But you can't actually use the criminal levers. You can't continue to pursue t- a technical criminal investigation here. And by the way, and, and this is going to go on uh, for the entire time that the special master, who is a, a, apparently a semi-retired uh, Southern District of New York judge that both sides uh, you know, know and, and respect, but he has now until the end of November to make a decision about the various documents. Now... As nuts and insane as, and as, and as pandering to Donald and his crew as that is, it appears that that judge, the special master, will be reviewing this documentation sequentially, going through the major, the 100 major doc, 100 or so major top secret documents first. And one would think, one would hope, that as they are reviewed one by one, he would report back to the court and say, this document, basically, Donald had no right to it, and it should go back into the... per. It was properly seized and is not subject to either attorney-client or executive privilege. Now, he could probably do that in a matter of a few hours, for everything that's in front of him. But he's been given to the end of November to make a full and final report. So what's going to happen in the interim? I, I would hope, I would hope this, this judge, who's been appointed special master, and, and I, I don't think they've, they've figured out who's paying him yet either. I think since the Trump team made the request, they should be the ones picking up the bill. I don't know how this is going to work. We'll figure this out they'll figure it out. And I would hope that Cannon, just to not prove to everybody that she's a bought and paid for Trump surrogate, which she pretty much is done already at this point. Yeah, as an attorney, you hate to say this about a judge, but damn it to hell, it's so damned obvious, as was the decision to overturn Roe v. Wade after two of the three Trump-appointed uh, just, new justices basically had said under oath they weren't gonna do it. I mean, enough of this crap. This, this, this is just really, really ugliness and, and, and totally unnecessary garbage. Okay, let's assume that the that that canon, uh, you know, rather than saying, well, no, no, I want I want to string this out as long. As, Donald, Donald, can I can I? Would you be upset if I go ahead and allow this ha- to allow a, a a document by document um, unfreezing? If the special master should find that the stuff should be unfrozen, no, no, no. You know what you're going to hear from the, from the Donald side. They're going to say, no, no, no. You know, we got to wait to the very end. We, we can't, we can't take the, uh, we, we can't take the obvious at face value. We're going to, we'll, we'll wait, you, you, please, please, judge, tell us, tell, t- so that Donald isn't upset. Tell us that nothing can happen until the judge, the, the special master, puts in his final report at the end of November. L- let's say even for the sake of argument, that is how things go. What does that really mean? Well, by the end of November, of course, the election would have gone by. So there wouldn't have been an indictment of Donald. There couldn't be, it, assuming that the only thing ready for indictment, the only thing right on the cusp of an indictment, and then knowing there'll be plenty of documentation, plenty of time, plenty of stuff that goes after that, the only thing that could possibly lead to an indictment pre-election, early November, would have been uh, the stuff from Mar-a-Lago. But l- let's say that doesn't happen. That would mean that by the twenty, I think it's the just just around Thanksgiving when this uh, when the special master's report has to be in. Around then, uh, assuming that there is nothing, nothing that contradicts the uh, the FBI's uh, uh, authority or, or or classification of the documents, the there could be an indictment sometime in December against Donald. Donald knows this. His people know it. There are no defenses to what he has done with the documents. The storyline, the timeline story of when he was first asked for these things back in in, in May of 21, and all of the lying, the obfuscation, the the refusal to cooperate, the failure to give over all the documents when they said they were giving over all the documents, the fact that stuff was withheld, what led to the grand jury uh, subpoena, finally the criminal subpoena that finally was executed in August. And there's even talk now that there may still be more documentation down there right now. All of that equates to a slam effing dunk case for the Justice Department against Donald Trump. He and his useless attorneys know this perfectly well. So what's the Donald doing? Well, uh, a week ago he had Lindsey Graham come out and begin threat literally, literally, a senator of the saying, "There would be violence, violence in the streets. There, 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 there'd, be, there'd be just violence and this violence in the streets." I have to Lindzify this. if Donald were to be indicted. And, and, and you now move this forward just a week, just a week to yesterday, and Donald shows up by radio, uh, or, you know, by telephone, however he did, on Hugh Hewitt's uh, radio show. I I don't know if if it's a podcast or whatever Hugh Hewitt does on a regular basis. You know, hyper-conservative guy. And he says on air yesterday that, and this is very specific, if he is indicted... If he is indicted, the country, they, he's, he says they, he, he, you have to listen to the words. It's a very us-them kind of a statement. There will be trouble like they've never seen before. Now, he, does he say, he never used the word violence. Donald, Donald, no, he knows how to play that game. He knows how to get the message across without necessarily using the most culpable words but he has basically said and he's simply echoing what the first surrogate put out in advance and Donald has said this over the course of months and years if i'm indicted not if i'm not if i'm convicted not if they put a jumpsuit on me not if they stick me behind bars if i'm even indicted there will be trouble the likes of which this country has never they they will see trouble the likes of which they've never imagined before. That's about as close to a literal, and I I could get the, well, who cares? That's what it came down to. And that's what everyone is obviously supposed to hear. This is a call to arms to the idiots and others... From January 6th, whoever basically isn't already in jail... Oh, no, I'm sorry, that's right. Donald said that if he gets reelected, he will basically free everybody who was uh, prosecuted and jailed, or I, I assume also convicted, he just clear their records, of anyone, of anything that was done wrong on January 6th. He's going he's gonna to make it a clean sweep because, of course, well, they, they, the implication is obvious that, that they did the right thing. They did what they were supposed to do to protect him. He's he's gonna free them all. Well, could you still run for office? Says uh, says Hugh Hewitt to Donald. There, there, there's nothing, nothing, nothing would, would would there's nothing that would prevent that. Says Donald. Except of course that in one of the three federal laws, criminal laws that he broke, it clearly states as a penalty. I think this was for the espionage portion of it it clearly states that the convicted, uh, that, the, that the perpetrator would have no access to uh, government office for all time. It's, it's, it's a pretty straightforward statement. So again, Donald just throwing that out there for whoever wants to hear it. But the main message is i am being aggrieved i am basically being unfair it's unfair i have no dignity they've taken a they it's always some they have removed my dignity from me i don't have any dignity i can do whatever i want and because I can do whatever I want, because my ego is shattered, because I am a warped personality, because I am clinically incapacitated, I can lie and sustain a lie beyond anyone's imagination. And I will use a tried and true method that, that, that uh, Joseph Goebbels used in the Third Reich back in the 1930s, Basically, the big lie, if it's repeated long and hard enough, people will come to actually accept it and ultimately embrace it and act on it. And, and again, I earlier in the show, I was talking about the possibility that maybe there was something uh, something native to the psyche of the republicans well the the trumpians who are following donald at this point that that basically the ugliness that they are expressing, I mean, and, 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 and it's getting ridiculous. The, the, it, you know, it, it, it becomes a competition. I mean, when when you see Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis throwing human beings on planes and buses, and the other one, DeSantis pulled this yesterday, lied to a bunch of Venezuelans who would come in. Get on this plane and we'll give you the best place you could be. You'll be, And he sends them off to Martha's Vineyard, which he knows perfectly well is not equipped. It's a a vacation island off Massachusetts. It's a very, very ritzy, lovely place knowing damn well that they're not in a position to do it. Does it to a state that has a Republican governor. Massachusetts currently has a Republican governor and gives no further upfront warning or any indication that he's going to do. Using human beings as Pawns, rather than dealing with—I mean—and Greg Abbott's just as Greg Abbott's an angry, an angry man in a wheelchair. Forgive me if anyone gets upset about this, but this is exactly what we're dealing with, and it's damn high time he faces who he is and how he thinks. All right, I know it's politically incorrect to notice that, but unfortunately, this man is showing anger. I'm—I'm thinking of the—I'm getting Greg Maddox. I'm, I'm seeing Greg Maddox over here. This is what I'm seeing with with, with, with Greg Abbott. It, it, it's 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 uh, it's it's just that sick. This is an angry, 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 angry man, and the two of them seem to be trying to outdo one another for human, uh, for, for human ugliness, for for how inhuman and inhumane they can act on behalf of the Donald. This is what I'm hearing. Um, uh, th- this this stuff may or may not have been there uh, from the get-go. When, when Goebbels tapped into it in Nazi Germany, there was, yes, there was an undercurrent of anti-Semitism that was always there and a willingness to blame, and there was severe severe repercussions that were still being felt as a result of World War I and the, and the emasculation of Germany. And of course, the depression uh, was in full force at that point. There's a small, comparatively speaking, inflation going on in America right now, totally understandable. And there is definitely an issue with, board, with the border that needs to be dealt with is not being dealt with sufficiently. There are huge numbers of people at the border and we have to be able to deal with this, but it can only be done if both sides within the Congress come up with a rational, workable, reasonable federal legislation involving immigration in this country, specifically from the southern border of this country. The Republicans don't want to do it because they're always, they feel that it is something they can always throw at them libs about. If you let the libs just live out their own propensities, they'll always act human and too kind and too nice, and they're going to let the scum in, and we can just simply point our finger at it, and this time around, boy, we're going to go wild. We're going to start shipping the scum like human chess pieces, not giving a damn that these are kids and parents and, and people will lie to them, will do anything. We're going to just hurl them around the country using people as nothing but props for our own ugliness. That's what you're seeing right now. This is the level of, 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 of lost dignity, and this is the results of lost dignity. Where the human, your capacity for empathy becomes this ugly. And in the end, it becomes really irrelevant uh, how... It happened? Was it because it was an inherent thing in the Trump followers? Was Donald only tapping into what was already there? Or did he introduce a virus that then metastasized and turned into a political party in America? It really, after a while, stops mattering. Uh, it, it will be important to understand for future reference, but we're dealing with this right now. What Donald has threatened, uh, what Lindsey Graham is threatening about, they will see, vi- they, never using the word violence, they will see trouble, the likes of which, trouble, all right, violence. Uh, you want, Anyone January 6th? Okay. January 6th, if January 6th wasn't the peak of the likes of which you've ever seen, well, no, if I'm indicted now for all my crimes, if they actually call me to pay and to actually fess up, and they actually make me have to function like any other American who would already be in jail long ago for what the hell I've done, if I'm called to task for the shit that I've done, it will be trouble the likes of which you have never, you, you, others, have ever seen in this country. Thank you, Donald, for that warning to the decent people in this country. So if you weren't sure about wanting to support me, well, maybe we can just raise your fear level up enough that you'll somehow find a reason to... It's worked for me in the past. It worked for me during my presidency, as ugly and crazy as that was, and now I'm going to try to do it again. I'll, I'll, because my, my, natural, my natural reaction within a legal environment is, is to push for time, but that time's going to run out the end of November one way or the other, and it may run out before then. I, 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 if the judge's order does not allow for an indictment to come down before Thanksgiving, well, it'll come out shortly after that, one would think. The FBI is not going to be played with like this. They're appealing the order, by the way, in the 11th Circuit anyway. So this is this the order, will, and it could very, it should by rights legally be overturned, and it should happen pretty soon. But we'll, we'll, we'll see where all that goes. Meanwhile, Donald is threatening the country and uh, it, 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 it's suggesting that it should be worse than January 6th, like the likes of which the country has never seen. Now, now, we know how when he said, come to Washington and you're going to see it's going to be like never before when he was simply trying for an insurrection, when he, when he, went for, when he had an insurrection. Again, I, I love the people. Well, was it wasn't a real insurrection because, well, the country, you know, he didn't, he didn't manage to insurrect it. No, it was an insurrection. It was a seditious conspiracy and an insurrection, which, thank God, was put down. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about this because there wouldn't be a country left to be talking about. Okay? No, that's where we're at. And he's asking and predicting something worse. The message is going out there to all those crazies, all those white supremacists, all those people who believe there's nothing left for them in this country. And so we simply have to rip it apart and take what is ours and reconstruct whatever is ours. It won't be America, but they, they call it America. Save America. Make America Great Again. MAGA actually stands for Make Attorneys Get Attorneys. Every attorney that works for Trump, it just seems, winds up needing an attorney once they've done what he cudgels them into attempting to do in his name. That's where we're at right now. And of course, the FBI can't back down. No one can back down here. People of good faith can't back down. This is going to proceed however it's going to proceed. The, j- the law and justice will be uh, done. I can't imagine Merrick Garland being cowed by any of this. I can't imagine the FBI feeling, oh my goodness, how can we possibly allow this to go forward? Donald has threatened us with Stuff like we've never seen before. His people know. They'll be fine. They'll be the doers. But we will have never seen this type of thing before. Get used to this. There's going to be a lot more of this. How it plays out, again, I don't know. I don't know how it'll play out specifically. But Donald's going to keep pushing the point and pushing it very hard right until he's indicted. And then... Of course, uh, he would be. He'll be convicted. The FBI is <laughs> no, not on this one. <laughs> no, folks. No, folks. He he will be convicted. And um, fasten your seatbelts. We're in for a bumpy ride. Uh, Bet Davis. We'll, we'll we'll see. Meanwhile, we'll um, we'll be. American about this and, and, and we'll be rational about it, and we'll preserve our dignity about this as we observe he and those around him and those who follow him, surrendering every last semblance of their own. Why do I have a feeling that uh, David Bach, who will be joining us in the next segment, just might be talking about some of this as well? Uh, I, I, I think I think we should prepare ourselves, for that, and, and reinforce the notion of our own dignity with the most eloquent and excellent of all original American art forms, a little jazz. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know, we all know, we can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Center Left Radio, thank you. You're listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. And you're listening to us on the web at www.centerlefttalkradio. One word centerlefttalkradio.com or you're picking us up wherever you get your podcasts from and there you're looking for center left radio and i am looking forward to uh, what happens after i get to say the words that i love to say on a friday
1: david bach what's on your mind Well, there's a lot. Uh, Generally, at this point, if you want to hear more of my thoughts, you should follow me on Twitter at Faces Ideas. I haven't really had time to stream. uh, I'm working multiple jobs. I'm taking classes. Things have been busy. Yeah. uh, Yeah. um, Other than that, I'm still keeping up with what's going on. So there's like three big points. One of them, we're just going to kind of glance over. Uh, The other two are more important. So the first one is uh, Judge Cannon appears to have stayed a special master. And from my understanding, is just – Making shit up, yeah, for Yeah. Um. These these rulings. Now, I, I assume it should be. Uh, it'll be challenged, and then we'll have something dra- dra- uh, drawn drawn up. But it is worth mentioning. Remembering, Donald Trump doesn't have executive privilege. He's not the executive, and all of the documents are not privileged. They're the government's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, what, there's what Cannon has done,
0: I think basically has just proved that she's a bought-and-paid-for you know, piece of Trump luggage. That's all she is. Uh, she's, she is useless and disgraced as far as I'm concerned as a judge, as bad as, uh, as uh, Kavanaugh and the other one who lied during their confirmation hearings about what they do with Roe v. Wade. They are disgraced. They are judges. Uh, the Supreme Court, unfortunately, has stained irreparably uh, because of all that. And, and and she basically is going with a theory of law that no one else in their right mind legally would go with. But she's done it, and she's doubled, she's doubled down. She's doubled down for Donald, basically, simply to prove that she could be as big an asshole as any other Trump sycophant can be. And yes, it'll be challenged, and most likely will be overturned on appeal. But, in the meanwhile,
1: you know. Yes. So actually speaking about the Supreme Court, there's two cases, um, two laws that need to come up that directly have to do with the Supreme Court. Yep. One of them is the Marriage Equality Act. It appears that they're going to shelve it till after the midterms, which is a fucking mistake. The point of the bill is not for it to pass. Would it be nice if it passed? Absolutely. Would it be a, a win-win either way bringing this bill up? Absolutely. Yeah. So the reason this is a win-win is, one, it's the right thing to do because <laughs> – as soon as a Christian or some super religious group gets mad enough about some, some LGBT thing, I mean, granted they, they shot down the Shiva thing, uh, barely, yeah. but they will bring a case before the Supreme court. And the Supreme court has already made itself clear that it's willing to overturn Oglesville. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's pretty sick. It, it, it's, it's disgusting.
0: Um, uh, but I mean, it, it would only—it would—it would just only re- reconfirm the broken nature of the court and its willingness to overturn starry decisis, and the fact that it has not a leg to ha- to stand on. But yeah, I, I don't know—I don't know—I don't know what to add to that except my 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 disgust.
1: Yeah. So they should bring this bill up, and it'll be similar to—I mean, it'll be a little less than the the uh, the burn pit bill, but it'll have a similar effect. Yeah. Also, yeah. they yeah. just passed a whole bunch of bills and saw their poll numbers go up. Do they not understand doing good things for people is positive and will help you win elections and making your opponents look like idiots helps you win elections? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Especially when we're talking about a Republican Party that has become as anti-LGBTQ, anti-trans as they currently are, which is worth pointing out today that um, on Thursday, the FBI unveiled that they arrested a woman. Two people, I think it was. Um, It was certainly one. But there was another hoax because a whole bunch of right-wing influencers uh, lived to TikTok, The Daily Wire, Matt Walsh specifically, lied about what was going on at the Boston Children's Hospital, and that led to somebody calling in bomb threats and multiple death threats to the staff there, which which, this, um, this announcement said that they arrested somebody was predated by Christopher Rufo, who is, if you believe Christopher Rufo, your number one problem is or you're believing him. He's literally out there multiple times saying, yeah, I'm just lying to people about this shit. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He came out and said, yeah, there's no actual bomb threat. It was a hoax. And they were running with that 24 hours before someone was arrested for. Hmm.
0: Yeah. We're, 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 we're at that point in our history here. Uh, and it's only going to get worse. Uh, you know, Trump and Lindsey Graham threatening us with more violence. Uh, you know, if, if justice, uh, if the wheels of justice, even with, with Judge Cannon attempting to throw a wrench in them. Uh, but they'll only be—it's it's a road bump. It's, you know, it's a speed bump. It is not a, it's not a wall. Uh, and and uh, I, I think, going back to just the, this decision of hers, I think there's room in there. Even, even though the final report isn't supposed to come out, the, the, the special master— Does it have to issue the final report? There will be a final report sometime in November, but I do not think that precludes from the way the the last thing was written if, let's say, they don't stop this bullshit in, in the appeals court, and that's going to go to the appeals very, very quickly. It'll be a rapid appeal. If they don't stop it there, I think the special master can, on a rolling basis, rule and judge the status of... One top-secret document after the next and put that back into the operational hands for criminal purposes of the FBI. I'm not sure about that, but, but that's, where, that's where I hope this is going in a worst-case scenario uh, for the FBI if they were not to get the relief they're looking for at the appeals level. I think they will,
1: but right. we'll see. And then the other bill that's worth bringing up, and this should absolutely be brought to the floor, because this is something similar that Mitch McConnell did with I want to say it was the Green New Deal. Yeah um, is Lindsey Graham's abortion bill? Oh oh, so, oh oh go on that. go go ahead, David, go, please. Oh this is this is objectively funny on multiple levels. Yeah. as of right now, there have been about two pieces of legislation for actual legislative ideas. We're not talking about slogans like, oh secure the border. Republicans will stop inflation. Uh, Republicans will do whatever, whatever their, their slogan of the week is, or drop gas prices with no no policy because there's zero policy. No, there's it. never a policy, no. no. Um, I, I believe Andy uh, McCarthy said that he is going to uh, release, uh, Kevin McCarthy said he would release a Republican plan in two weeks, and it will come out at the same time as uh, Donald Trump's health care plan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I, perfect analogy. Yeah. <laughs> but, The two pieces of legislation or laid-out legislation we've seen out of the Senate are Rick Scott's PowerPoint and this bill by Lindsey Graham. Rick Scott's PowerPoint is an absolute disaster. It is unimaginably unpopular. So Lindsey Graham, in his Lindsey Graham fashion, decided, I'm going to trump this and introduce a national 15-week abortion ban. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's a couple things to this. One, this is not— as far as we understand, because remember, when they talk about the Green New Deal, it's mostly an outline. It's about 14 pages. Yeah. Um, this, I don't even know how many pages it is, but there's a lot of questions to it. One is, if you go, if this comes into effect, which it will, and what everyone talked about as soon as the, they, the road leak happened is HR1 and SR1 under a Republican trifecta will be a national abortion ban as well as a tax cut because it's always a tax cut. Um, yeah. Well, Does this it, it wouldn't be a trifecta. A like it, it, would, it would
0: come up. You're, you're talking about in the next session of Congress. It would come up. It wouldn't be a trifecta. Yeah, yeah. It would be a bifecta. The, 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 the presidency no, 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 will no. still be ours.
1: No, no, no. The next time the Republicans have control of all three branches, oh, 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 oh.
0: yes, yes, yes. If uh, assuming they haven't, they still exist as a party by the time that happens in any, you know, recognizable way. Yeah. Their anger and their ugliness, if it, if, if it continues unabated, of course, it'll be HR one and, and house one.
1: Yeah. It'll be house one and Senate one. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. The, um, the thing of this bill is it's not a 15 week ban across the board. It doesn't appear that for States like Texas or Oklahoma or wherever else they put these bans on where there's, uh, like no time for six weeks, it doesn't appear to affect that. What it appears to be is a blue state 15-week ban. Huh. I, now, there's other things to this, and this is the idea that, oh, it's going to bring us into line with, like, France and Germany, except all of those states, all those countries have massive amount of exceptions yeah. for it and have universal health care, which would help stabilize the mother in issues. Like, we are one of the worst countries when it comes to uh, mother mortality rate. Yep. Yep. So this is not, I mean, granted, obviously, uh, I'm trying to remember who it was. I want to say it was Ron Johnson or maybe it was John Cornyn. One of them said that if you just remove the maternal deaths for black women, they're not so bad. <laughs>
0: that, that sounds like a Ron Johnson, but, but who knows? It could be a John Cornyn, too. No problem. Right. I, I don't remember
1: which. It might have been Ron
0: Johnson. Which, um, which, which asshole came up with that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's what they're doing. Put it on the table let them vote for it because either way they because that's also a win-win bill why because if they do vote for it well the, the number one thing that is pissing people off is abortion it's it's not the i mean look obviously the attack on democracy and, and like other things are but abortion is appears to be the thing that is motivating people to vote yeah uh, yeah so if they vote for it, they're just going to piss off everybody else, especially those people who spent months saying, "Oh, it's a states' right issue. Oh, the states really you cry harder, libs. It's not that bad." Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I, 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 if they w- don't vote for it, well, then it will piss off all their their uh, their supporters who are like, "Well, you know, abortion is murder." David, what what's your understanding
0: of why it appears as though? this is not going to come up before the end of this legislative session what 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 what's the is there an excuse is there a reason is the is the agenda too full is there some other political consideration on the democratic side i i haven't heard what the reason would be i i don't know okay um, okay no honest, I, I i was yeah. just wondering i was just wondering why they wouldn't do it that that
1: uh you know, for what it's it worth it's possible that they will still bring it up um, yeah. as we yeah. saw with the uh, inflation reduction act Chuck Schumer um, has surprised us in the past. Yeah. Um, actually, there is something else that I don't want to talk about because this could have been a huge inflationary. and that's the uh, the railroad worker, uh, railroad workers. Now, it appears that for right now, the strike slash lockout has been averted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to be clear, the thing that they are fighting for, the thing that people like Ben Shapiro are mad about, he's like, oh, the unions just have the Democrats over a barrel. Essentially boils down to a scheduling issue. The fact that they do not have a set schedule and they don't get things like paid days off or, or volunteer days off. Like yeah. they just can't get off of work. Yeah. Granted, they're also getting a, a ton. They're getting like eleven grand over the next like five years. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a it's a healthy it's a healthy increase. It's a healthy increase. And also, increase. here's the other thing. Like we always talk about how um, they always talk about how uh, you know if you're really good at your job, you deserve to be paid better. Yeah. If your job is this vital to the health of the country, those workers should get whatever they want. <laughs> like, this is – if they're that vital – like, we give CEOs all of this money because they're so vital to their industries. How about the actual people who are doing it? The yeah. CEOs are the ones who are threatening to block out – who are threatening to crash the economy in order to not give their workers leave. Like, that's where they're standing. And maybe this doesn't – maybe this isn't accepted by the workers we're talking about just basic basic like you want to bring america in line with other countries how about we not be the only developed country that doesn't have paid sick
0: leave you you are you are making consummate sense and i and i and i think these points aren't brought up often enough in in you know, in, in what passes for debate uh, in this country right now, why can't we come into line with the rest of the world? And as far as the railroad workers, uh, the, the estimate coming out from the White House, at least anyway, is that there would have been an interruption or a cost to the economy to the tune of something like $3 billion a day uh, and, and, f- and worse most likely, when you consider that the supply chain disruptions would take whatever is still there and screwing things up and exacerbate it in the worst possible way because so much of what we have in this country is delivered around the country in the terms of goods by the railroads. It's that simple. Uh, yeah, these are the people that
1: we depend on. Right. So it's good that they, they actually... And this is, this is the one of the things that... Like raising the interest rates is going to hurt workers more than anybody else. Yeah, and it's also it's also worth mentioning how much unions have won over the past couple of years. Like we got the first unionized uh, um, Amazon uh, warehouse. Right. Uh, the the staff for I believe the House House staffers unionized um, down in Texas. Their army is trying to unionize um, because the uh, of Greg Abbott's. Um, uh, Operation Lone Star has been such a disaster. Yeah. Um, which Wasn't know, there a Starbucks unionization also that Starbucks happened? Starbucks is getting their asses handed to them. Yeah. They've lost yeah. like 120 votes against unions. And now <laughs> they're going to face multiple lawsuits because they keep trying to say, hey, if you're a union store, we're not going to give you these benefits. We're giving yeah. you the other yeah. store. You know they've already been ruled against that. That's illegal.
0: Yeah, the the NLRB, National Labor Relations Board, has absolute set fixed rules. This everybody in law school studies all the things that the NLRB can and can't do, and you can't retaliate. You can't retaliate. It's that simple. And it sounds like Starbucks was going a retaliation thing. Wrong. It's not going to stand up. You know. So, yeah.
1: so I want to talk about Florida very quickly. Yeah. Um, so, two days ago, this story broke about uh, Florida shipped 50 migrants to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. And basically, yesterday has been a combination of two things. It has essentially been people lying about the reaction and trying to figure out what exactly happened. Uh, Florida appears to have passed some type of funds so that they can uh, deal with migrants. Whether it's actually to help them or not is is obviously unclear because they're just not considered people by Republicans. Right. Um, so – what it appears to be is the the Florida government paid a woman in Texas to get them get migrants onto a plane that flew to Martha's Vineyard is that how this happened
0: i i, I wasn't aware of that the what what the process was florida that's, paid that's a woman in to texas now,
1: to- it also appears that they lied to these people yeah um it, they appear- To these people by saying that they were going to Boston and that they were going to get jobs and and housing. Instead, they just dropped them off in the middle of nowhere in, in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Like just in an empty building, it appears to me. Yeah, um, Mar-
0: Martha's Vineyard, if, if you've been there, is basically as resorty as resorty can be. It's not set up for anything except for people to be there on vacation. It's kind of a, a nice, a really nice, nice place, lovely parts. It is not where any immigrant under any other circumstances would ever have wound up uh, in, 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 in something like this. It's just, it,
1: it's, 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 a, it's a sick, it's a sick kind of a move. Right, and here's, here's the other thing. To this. So there's two things to this. One, this is not like what was happening when the Biden administration was shifting migrants around in order to uh, find back for them. Right. In, in this is their uh, uh, um, administration. Okay. This is because that was a thing where they had resources, where they uh, where they knew where they was going. They just uh, when the when the outrage this stuff is is talked about, it's not talked about because in the way that the Republicans want it. The Republicans think that people are outraged because they think everyone is like them and they would hate these people and don't want to help them. Right. The outrage is because they're just dropping them off in random places in areas where they don't have the 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 aid setup for them,
0: and they're using these people basically as human pawns, and they and they're showing a just a callous disregard for human life, uh, and especially for people who are at their most vulnerable uh,
1: at, at the point that they're being used this way. Right, this comes into a lot of the the response that uh, Republicans have to a lot of things. Pointing out that you did something wrong is not the same as agreeing why you did the wrong thing. Like. You saying like, hey, why aren't you telling me where they're coming? And their response is, well, they're not telling us when they're coming. You're at a different physical location and you're getting money for this. Like you have an infrastructure set up in order to deal with this. If the infrastructure isn't good enough, you have to work on that or you have to lobby Congress. The reason we don't have a better infrastructure for dealing with uh, asylum seekers is because anytime there is a bill to uh, expedite that process, it is labeled as amnesty for all illegal immigrants so that Democrats can get their votes.
0: That's exactly how the Republicans deal with it. They basically don't want this thing to ever be debated, and they don't want fresh laws because they perceive it as a long-term win for Republicans to always just basically point a finger and now sink to the lowest possible level and basically ship bodies any damn place they feel like just to basically, they think, make a point. Uh, It's sick. It's sick. It shows their lack of dignity and their lack of sense of empathy for humans. Uh, I I, I just don't know what to make of it. Uh, The the blowback on this, I'm guessing, David, is going to just add another level of of, of disdain for Republicans. Uh, Certainly, it's not as though Democrats need more uh, motivation. To go against them, but
1: this is another way, another reason to. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The other thing with this is who they sent. They sent immigrants who got away from Maduro. Yeah. So you know who's not going to be happy about that. Yeah. 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 People in Miami Dade are not going to be happy that Desantis is doing that because they're supposed to be the good ones. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. They. They just basically Desantis is is. It, his soul has, has gone, he, he's, 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 his soul has evaporated to a point, and, and his desire to be the next Trump is, is, is so overwhelming in him, and he tastes the possibility of the nomination in 2024 so much that I gather what he's doing is trying to out-Trump Trump right now, because at least he's in a position of some kind of executive uh, capacity. Trump is not. And he figures this is his chance to show everybody what a piece of shit he is so that he basically can get the piece of shit vote that he's looking for going, going into 2024. I have no other way of making sense right. and of the this. The other
1: thing to this is, look, the idea that DeSantis is going to be charged with human trafficking, the, the idea that DeSantis is going to be charged with human trafficking is just Ludicrous. Yeah. That just will not happen. No, of um, course not. The, so let's let's put that out there. Um, is it worth pointing out that that's what it appears to be? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Um, well, it shouldn't
0: it shouldn't stop people of good conscience from about, from claiming but, it, listen, you know. If
1: you're in one of these areas, don't be a nimby, which is a not in my backyard. Yeah. These people need help. Help them set up with these resources so that they can actually go through a process that will give them better jobs because that will show that. These people are actually welcome here, and it will show all these these red state lunatics that, hey, you're actually hurting your own state by uh, diverting th- millions and millions of dollars to do these stunts. Yeah. By diverting millions and millions of dollars to the border to get your uh, National Guard troops killed, Greg Abbott. By diverting um, millions and millions of dollars to your fake wall stuff so that you can end up getting scammed by Steve Bannon. I I am
0: so sickened by Abbott, uh, you know, I keep like
1: the Republicans, it's it's really just cruelty. Like it is amazing that any chance they get, they're just like, yeah, we're just going to find the most abjectly cruel thing we can do. And that's what we're going to do. Well, this is what they've been reduced to. This is this is where they're at
0: right now. David, um, again, as as you and I have said on on so many occasions, uh, this is a long-term situation. Trump is threatening, of course, that there'll be the, the worst stuff we've ever seen in this country, uh, implicitly far worse than January 6. If not, if when he gets in, he he's not saying when. He's saying if he gets indicted. Uh, everything is everything is being built up based on uh, false outrage. Over horrors being committed by people in the name of having no dignity and no human empathy whatsoever. Uh, in the case of Trump, it goes well beyond that. But everybody now is trying to outdo him. And I suppose we're going to have to expect to see some of this and, and worse versions of it as we go forward. But like we've said again I, and again. And honestly, again,
1: can, I, can I make a really, really. Pl- please, please, point please, here. go ahead. If their argument is, oh, well, then um, uh, every, every Democrat state deserves this because they're the ones who advocate for open borders but don't want to deal with it. Right. Then by the same token, every time somebody in Chicago does a, school sh- does a shooting because they found a firearm from a state that has looser firearm laws, they should ship that person to a red state. But that- it's the same logic. Like, oh, you don't want to do gun control? You can have the people who are taking advantage of that.
0: You know, that is so whacked out that it makes sense because it's, it's a perfect analogy. It, well, close enough to perfect. Oh, we don't want to have to... Here, let them live in your backyard. Why don't we just, just, just take them on a bus, drop them off on the street with all their weapons and just throw them in a red state and tell them to have some fun. It's, it's, a, it's beneath our dignity as, as, as people to the left... But uh,
1: well, I don't know. Fire with fire. I don't know how to put it. I, no, I, it's not. It's not like a good. idea. It's a thing that should be. Like, look, it's not. It's not a thing any actual politician should say. It no, It's literally of a not. thing for online people to to make a point about because right. it's it's this same type of stupid ass hypocrisy that they're making.
0: Yeah. Well, it's we we are. We're in for more interesting times ahead. Let's see where things go with the appeal to the 11th Circuit on Judge Cannon's uh, absurd ruling relative to the documentation taken from Mar-a-Lago. Let's see where the ultimate, uh, when the indictment does come down against Trump, let's see what happens there. Uh, All of this will just simply come to pass. And we're just simply going to have to deal with it as a nation. Uh, We are going to be talking about it as well uh, as time goes on. As you and I have said any number of times, that's why they play the games. We basically are there. We're we're in the stands, but we're also kind of uh, the color commentators as well over here. And it's why I do appreciate so much your being part of the show uh, every Friday, most Fridays here anyway. David, thank you so much once again. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Center Left Radio, and I uh, invite you to continue doing so and to consider what you've heard today in the way we like to consider stuff. With a little jazz... You've been listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. Donald Trump is running out of time, pulling out the stops, indictments coming all over the place, Every. Eileen Cannon's delay tactics as a a Trump surrogate notwithstanding. He will be indicted, and now he is threatening that if he is, it'll be the worst thing that ever happened to you in this country, meaning worse than 9-11 or January 6th. Really?